There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Murder. Sometimes the person who holds the key to solving a case remains so tight-lipped that it becomes impossible to close. On February 11, 2011, one person involved in a devastating case pleaded guilty to his role in the crime. But with the other remaining silent, a family remains unable to find the closure that they so desperately deserve. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On March 2, 1995, Kiplin Davis, born July 1, 1979, went missing when she was just 15 years old. Last seen at the Spanish Fork High School in Spanish Fork, Utah, the morning of her disappearance, Kiplin got into a fight with her parents and left school after lunchtime. Though not seen in her fourth and fifth period classes, a friend later said that he spoke with Kiplin during that time, but later changed his story. Finding all of her personal items, including her purse, inside her locker, Kiplin never returned to the school and told her friends that she would not be attending any of the activities previously planned for that night. In fact, they claim she mentioned how much better it would be if she just ran away. Despite this statement, when she failed to come home at 5 p.m., her parents called to report her missing. Treated as a runaway by the authorities, due in large part to her age and to the argument had shortly before her disappearance, Kiplin's parents, when speaking with the police and anyone else who would listen, stated how out of character it was for their daughter to simply run off. Especially when, before the fight, things had been going really well and she was looking forward to her sister's upcoming wedding. When days turned into weeks, two weeks to be exact, police made a public plea to help find the missing girl. When one month passed without any updates, those involved in the case started to fear the worst. Now suspecting foul play, more time passed, and during that time, rumors started to swirl about her body being buried either in a nearby canyon, a train tunnel, under a bridge, and various other mysterious locations. Finding nothing, though, after four years of questions, Kiplin's family held a memorial service and put up a marker at the Spanish Fork City Cemetery. Though they wished for the best, they knew in their hearts that Kiplin was never coming home. It wasn't until 2003 when U.S. Attorney Paul Warner revived the investigation that the Davis family finally got some of their answers. And with those answers came the 2005 indictment of Timmy Brent Olson, David Rucker Leifson, Scott Brunson, Gary Blackmore, and Christopher Neal Jepson on federal charges of perjury. According to the investigation, on the night that Kiplin Davis disappeared, five boys, Gary, Scott, Timmy, Christopher, and David, all claimed to be at the school's auditorium hanging lights in preparation for an upcoming drama club performance. All of the boys, with the exception of Gary, who did not attend school, were students and members of the club and used this job as an alibi for the night of Kiplin's disappearance. However, after the 2003 revived probe, 
it was revealed that there was actually a community choir performance that night. And none of the people there saw the five boys inside of the auditorium. Completely shattering their alibis, the now men were charged with various counts of perjury. And all of them, except Gary Blackmore, who received probation, were sent to prison to serve time for the charges. Then, both Timmy Olsen and Christopher Jepson were additionally charged with Kiplan's presumed murder. Reaching a plea deal in May of 2009, Christopher signed an affidavit claiming he had no involvement in the abduction, nor did he know what happened to her that night. Then, on February 11, 2011, Timmy Brent Olsen pleaded guilty to manslaughter and was given a 15-year sentence. He claimed he saw another individual hit Kiplin in the head with a rock, and though he claimed he did not help with the actual murder, nor did he name the responsible individual, he did admit to helping move her body. He claims they drove up to Spanish Fork Canyon on May 2, 1995, and that they left her body there. This statement, however, is in direct contradiction with the statements made by multiple people during the 2006 federal trial that claimed that Timmy Olsen admitted to raping, killing, and burying Kiplin Davis, not just disposing of her body. Police, believing the statements that pointed to his guilt, claimed that the other men lied to give him and Christopher an alibi. Regardless of how much he was involved, Timmy refused to provide investigators and Kiplin's family with the exact location of her remains. After years behind bars in 2021, Timmy Olsen was slated to be paroled. Before this could happen, however, Governor Spencer Cox signed a bill that would effectively block convicted murderers from getting parole until they fully cooperated with investigators and revealed the location of their victims' remains. With many believing the bill was signed with Timmy in mind, his attorneys released a statement shortly thereafter calling the new law unfair stating, quote, the new law that was passed is somewhat unfair because there is no way for Timothy to, quote, prove that he does not have additional knowledge of the whereabouts of Kiplin Davis's body, other than the information he provided to authorities years ago. On March 22, 2021, Timmy Brent Olson was denied parole and ordered to serve out the rest of his sentence after he refused once again to lead investigators to Kiplin's remains. He will likely serve out his time until his sentence expires in February of 2026. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on February 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.